0: Today I bought Otis a winter jacket and that is pretty insignificant other than the fact that I had to make a decision between um, spending money on groceries for the next week or uh, making sure my dog, my tiny rat dog, didn't freeze to death in the Canadian tundra. So... I went with the coat for Otis because I am, what's his name, in um, Christmas Carol, not Scrooge, the dad who has no money and buys Tiny Tim a coat. I don't freaking know. Um, I I don't think I've seen Christmas Carol in years. I remember the Muppet one. But uh, anyway, today, who am I speaking about? Uh, Alana. Alana. Oh, gosh. I know Alana because she is my boss. And that is why I have nothing bad to say about her. um, Because she holds the fate of my career in her hands. (laughs) Uh, I'm just kidding. Alana is quite literally the most well-adjusted person I have ever met. Which I guess is a really low bar because I know some very poorly adjusted people. Apple is just the best dog also. Um, and they're very well suited to each other. So I'm really excited to, you know, I'll let them get into it. Um, I probably should put a structure on these intros now that I am thinking about it. But, I, you know, I don't really have any structure in my life. So why would I structure this podcast? You know what I mean? Otis is supposed to get groomed tomorrow for his first professional time ever. I've done an inadequate job. He has shed all over my house. And... Last time I gave him a bath, I had to wait for the bath to dry and then vacuum my bathtub because he shed so much. And that wasn't even with like a deshedding shampoo. That wasn't even with a brush. He just shed like a motherfucker. So, and now his nails are so long that they're like click clacking all over my floor and he won't let me cut them because the last time I cut them, he bit at me and it wasn't violent, but you know my heart hurt and he wouldn't look at me for like an hour and I was like why and 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 he cried and I cried and I just don't want to go through that traumatic experience again not for him but for me um I don't like it when people are mad at me uh, and that is one of my many character flaws and now as I guess is per usual we will hear from the man of the hour Odysseus Pappas Kemp's. do you have anything to say Otis? he would like to whine quietly mm-hmm. Otis what's wrong bud do you have to go walking <laughs> okay um, I think that's a yes <laughs> we just went wa- we literally just went for one <laughs> anything else I uh, should probably take this demon for a walk. Your demon. He's gonna give me uh, a hair cut with his teeth now. Then we're gonna go for a walk uh, and you get to listen to the lovely Alana Dunbar talk about uh, her special friend Apple. Uh, see you next week, I guess. <laughs> Whenever I start interviewing people who I actually know in my life, I, I don't want to, like, avoid the fact that I know you and have spoken to you before, cool. um, but I realize I know very little about your history with dogs other than you knew that you were going to get a dog eventually, Right.
1: Yes, sort of. Where do you want to start? Because I, I didn't realize until I actually got Apple, like I hadn't consciously thought about it. When I was brought into this world, my parents had just adopted a dog and I displaced oh. her. We had a Dalmatian named Sadie. When I was born, she was like my number one protector. She was like a year and a half. She was highly anxious. And so I had this spot. It's all my baby photos. There's me laying up on a blanket and she's sitting there like my number one protector. And so- it didn't actually dawn on me that my parents had, like, adopted a rescue until right. I got Apple. And I was like, wait a second, I'd had a Dalmatian um, until I was, like, eight. And so it was, like, this funny thing, uh very full circle moment.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. So you grew up with Sadie. Was she a puppy when they got her?
1: No, she was, like, a year and a half. And then so, like, we aged together very nice. much so. And she was very unhappy because she was no longer allowed on the bed once I was born. (laughs) And then from there, my parents decided to go down the purebred track and we had a chocolate lab named Tilly. We had her for many years and then she passed away from stomach cancer, which, Mm. you know, labs. Mm -hmm. And then my parents went through a really rough moment. I'm just giving you the full history now, but my parents went through a really rough moment and they went through a split. And my mom was very upset, like deeply depressed. Actually, funnily enough, my partner, my current partner, his family had recently adopted an old Mennonite breeding dog. Like, she oh. was like 10 years old. And she just like, her name was Gracie, but she was like the perfect chill dog for their household, given the time of life. Mm. And I said to my mom, I'm like, you need an old dog. Like, you need an old, just super chill dog. And so, uh my I, I urged my mom to look into some rescues and some shelters nearby and this woman actually called him was like oh my gosh i have the perfect dog for you and we went to go meet him and i'll never forget this because i was moving to tanzania the next day the very oh, next wow. day and the day before i left my mom and my brother and i got in the car drove to this shelter that was in kitchener and we walked in and we were there to meet Rasta. His name was Rasta. And he was this big, like big old lab, like a pretty intimidating old lab. And he was very overweight as a, gr- like just disgusting. Like he looked gross, but he had this Rastafarian, like Jamaican, um, uh, like uh handkerchief on. And he was such a sweet boy and he just like needed love. And his story was that, he had been a homeless man's or an unhoused man's um, dog. And he had tried to give him up a few times, but really struggled to because he loved him mm. so much. And he was just like, he was just a teddy bear of a dog, the perfect like companion. And he would keep him warm at night and sleep in his sleeping bag down the side of him on the inside. Mm. And it just came to a point where he couldn't take care of him anymore. And so he's like, he gave him up to the shelter. Yeah but he needed to, Rasta needed to go to a home that was significantly far enough away from Kitchener that he wouldn't, like, casually run into the gentleman on the street, that kind of thing, because right. it would be really triggering. Um, and so my mom, lived, like, lived in the country at that point, so it was the perfect kind of moment. And I totally pushed her over the edge and was like, you have to get this dog. He's <laughs> the he was just so, like, grizzly, you know? Yeah. Um, and so she picked him up and... Like we had him for like six years, even though the vet swore he like had mold in his lungs and he was going to die in like a year. But like we had him for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was the sweetest old boy. So I have actually had, I've been really lucky. I've had a number of dogs that are just the best.
0: Yeah, really sweet dogs. Dalmatians, I've always wanted a Dalmatian. If I had more space in my life and more time on my hands, because those guys are...
1: And a floor that you own because they will. Yes. Like I just the horror stories, right?
0: I can only imagine. I can only
1: imagine. And then I got Apple. Yes
0: which I love this story so much. So you have to tell it. Like, I, I don't think you understand that every time I meet a new person and they're a dog person, I tell the story of how you met Apple. And then she turned the corner and I just, it's so good. So you have to tell it. It's a
1: dramatic thing. And I can't <laughs> even believe it. And like, I was thinking about it even earlier today when I was like, we're going to talk about this tonight. How did that happen? I know it's really absurd. Like the gods aligned, like it, it's a rom-com, but with the dog and a human. Yeah. Okay. So I had been thinking about getting a dog for about a year and I live with someone who had never had dogs in their lives. Like she had a, kind of a deep discomfort. Like she didn't, she wasn't anti-dog. She just didn't like she, no exposure. And I'd been really working on her, like sincerely working <laughs> on her, working her down for a really long time. And We were getting to the point last summer, you know, COVID had happened. I was considering what would it look like if we got a dog and I'd gotten her to the place of we could foster, right? Right. I was like, we can do this. It would be a good test, you'll see. And I was doing all the like necessary things behind the scenes of like, so do you feel comfortable with a dog on your bed? Like these are things we should probably determine. Like I had had dropped the questions into casual conversation for long enough. And you know, we're doing the COVID walks, like wearing masks and I'm like, Mm so dog in the bed, Like, do you feel comfortable with that or not dog on the couch? Like all the things her biggest thing was she's like, I just don't want to have to be like singularly responsible for it at any time. And I was like, I've got you covered. You're good. This is perfect. (laughs) So we decide to go to, we're like, I hadn't registered to foster anywhere. Like it was still to come and we're walking down the street. We're walking down Brock street to go to the Parkdale library where I had ordered two books for pickup because that's the only way you could do it. So we're walking down the street and I'm with my roommate and we're coming back up the street from the library and I swear there's even a moment, we walk past it all the time and this white dog with the biggest smile on her face just turns and jumps up on my chest. Like she puts her paws, she boxer her style like bowls me over and it's like, hey, it's you. And I'm like, oh my God, it's you. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, oh, I, hello, and I'm petting her. And she jumps up on my roommate very gently and is like, hi, it's so nice to meet you. And I'm like, who is this sweet girl? And they're like, her name is Appalachia. I was like, oh, she's so lovely. Like she just has the biggest grin. And she was wagging and just so happy because she's honestly happy to meet every person.
0: People that is very, true.
1: so happy. And so, you know, instantly I noticed that she's wearing one of those adopt me collars. And swear to God, my roommate is petting her and saying hi. And I asked the woman, I'm like, what rescue is she with? If she's up for adoption, like, I am so interested. Like, truly, a 30-second, I met you, and I I know. I just knew. So she's with Fetch and Release, and I write that down in my phone. I even have the notes still. And they said her name was Appalachia, and I was like, okay. Like it's on. I'm gonna get in contact. The girl, I think she even gave me her phone number in case I needed to follow up. And it turns out that it was her the actual foster's roommate who had just run her out for a quick like around the corner pee. Uh-huh. Um, and so I walk home with my roommate and I'm like, I I th- I think that's I think that's my dog. Like I just knew it was this like overwhelming feeling. I couldn't get her face out of my head. I searched for her photos online, I couldn't find her anywhere on their website. I sent them an Instagram message. I sent them a Facebook. I sent them an email. I filled out the online form. Like I did literally just did all of the things as quickly as possible. Cause I was like, if anybody wants her, I want to be like, I want to be at the ready. Like I want to respond. Um, and so they contacted me about two, two and a half days later and said, and this is like, this is a Thursday by the Sunday. They're in contact being like, Hey, we want to have a call with you on Monday. And I swear it was like a three hour meet and greet where yeah. I her, you know, it was very thorough. I really appreciated it, and it prepped my roommate for like how serious this is yeah and then uh by Sunday, I picked her up and you had a dog and I had a dog, and I couldn't even believe it and she was just like the first night I remember having her in my room and being like can, can i tr- can I trust you can I, like yeah you know you know that feeling you're yeah. like, are you gonna eat my face in the middle of the night like <laughs>
0: Well, especially Apple, who is so friendly, so sweet, but still has that boxer look of like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't know.
1: She wanted to mess you up, like she totally would, and I was like looking at her in her crate, going like, "I'm gonna leave the door open, but like, are we cool?" (laughs) And she just knew it was home. And then since then, it's been amazing, like lots of challenges. When you know, you know. It's like, it's funny because that positive energy of meeting her and like knowing has just led to so many other positive moments. Like I I had not had the moment with a partner of like knowing that this was it. Mm. And I definitely feel like I'm closer to knowing when that is true or not based on this experience.
0: Right. I had a very similar feeling with Otis, which was,
1: and he's crying as I say that, um,
0: (laughs) yeah, he knows, um, which is like, I don't want to let you meet my dog. Like if you're not worthy, then you don't get to meet the dog. Yep. Totally. Yep. Everyone says this when you know, you know, feeling, and I didn't really understand it until I met Otis. Cause it's so, it's so visceral and, and deep and, oh, yeah. and like <laughs> I said, this one, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, he vomited all over my den on his first night or second night, he had yep. sneakily ate some pad thai. I was cleaning it up the next day and looking at him, and he was looking at me, and I was like, "Oh, this sucks that you're my dog. Like, it sucks that <laughs> it sucks <laughs> that you vomited all over my dad, and I still love you." And I guess mm. that's where we're at. Yep. So you, <laughs> so it was two days the adoption process, which is really fast. So quick, yeah. And I'm interested to know what that interview process was like, and and what your experience mm. with fetch and release was like.
1: It was great. They were so professional
0: mm-hmm. and they were
1: asking such detailed questions. Like they, It genuinely came down to like, are you going to take care of her in the best possible way? And I had to fill in all of these questions about detailed history. And I probably like went super over the top. I probably spent three hours filling out the form. And then I also had to put my roommate into it. Mm -hmm. And describe and list how we live together, what kind of responsibilities we would share or not share, that kind of stuff. Like Mm -hmm. very thorough. So we had this conversation. We I fill out this form. We have a conversation, and the crazier part is like at that point, I literally had not even gotten Apple's or Appalachia's bio. Oh, and I had not seen another photo of her since meeting her on the street. Wow, and I had no idea anything about her. I didn't know how old she was. What like I didn't know truly nothing which was kind of crazy. So I enter this whole thing, like this is, yeah. So we're having this conversation. She asks all these questions. It's so good. My roommate's sitting with me, we're really going through it. And at the end, I give a virtual tour of my home, my backyard, Mm -hmm. all the entrances. The woman was like, okay, we recommend going through the front door, not the back door because there's two doors because they're quite concerned about flight risks. So yes. there like a, they're, they talked about their double leashing policy mm-hmm. and all the harnessing and cart. Like they were just so genuinely like, we don't want anything bad to happen to these dogs, yeah. um, which I really loved. They were, yeah you know, it was great for all, like my roommate to also learn about this stuff. So the next day they send me like, everything looks good. Um, you want to meet the dog? And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, so I met with her. I was like, okay, the next the next morning, the next evening, like I'll make any time work. <laughs> and her foster found time on Thursday morning at like 7.30 in the morning. And we met her in the park. And I, she just, you know, box her bowl over to like, me again. And she does this thing. Apple has like this classic move where she'll like come up to you and then turn right over and give you her belly while she's like laying on your feet. And she'll do it on concrete, on wood. Like she doesn't care. But it's just this like deeply vulnerable, I'm so happy to meet you. Please touch my belly. (laughs) And she did it right when I met her. And I was like, oh God, like you're everything. So we met in the park. We went on, we went for like a walk. Um, And at that point, I'd been like, hey, can you tell me more about her? <laughs> What's her vibe? Who is coming into my home? <laughs> um, how old is she? Do you have any? Like, is she anxious? Because the thing, the ironic thing is that I had said the one thing I couldn't handle was if the dog was going to be anxious. Even COVID did decide, I was like, I really don't want an anxious dog. It's too much work. And they were like, so she's really great. She's great with other dogs um is great with people like she's a jump threat like she'll jump a fence like even a six-foot fence and be gone yeah really she's just you know she's anxious she doesn't love to be left alone and i'm like no like of all the things the one thing and i was like i'm sure it's not that bad convincing myself you know yeah justifying it that afternoon they were like hey so when do you want to pick her up like you need to do this this and this and so it was really cool because they were like before you pick her up, you have to have a car harness. You have to have two leashes. You have to have a Martingale collar. Yep. And you need to take pictures of everything and prove it. And I was like, I love that this is a thing because it's like, it's about safety. Mm -hmm. And then I went into like crazy mode over the weekend of like ordering a crate and ordering a bed and toys and food and like just crazy. And a friend of mine... Um, helped me like go to a pet store and get all these things. And then on the Sunday, I was so nervous because I was running like five minutes late to pick her up. And I just felt like, oh my gosh, this is a horrible first impression to be (laughs) making. We picked her up and it was seamless and we brought her home and she was just like, whoa, but yeah, it was just really exciting. And then I did crazy things with her in the first two weeks. Like I took her on the go train for like two hours going North. And I now thinking of it, like what was I thinking? <laughs> I can't even imagine that. Like I, yeah, I took her in Ubers, and I was like, I, I, you know, she's not a small dog. Like these are a lot of big experiences. She loves the streetcar. Like could sit looking out the streetcar window for hours. Buses not so much because they're a little like stoppy and starty. Yep. Um, we haven't quite nailed, and I don't think we ever will, the like stopping and sitting at a stop sign or an intersection. Yeah, because she's on alert. My biggest uh, win is that if I say, "Apple, we're gonna go right," then she knows to go right, and like she knows her lefts and her rights, and she knows when I say cross. So we can say straight, cross, and left or right, and she knows what I'm talking about. That's great in the city. It's a it makes a it, it's a game changer. Yeah.
0: yeah, walking a big dog is completely different than walking a small dog. Otis, I scoop just him up. <laughs> yeah, you scoop him up or you just drag him, and he's not much to drag. He's thirteen pounds, so it's yeah. like dragging but with, does not
1: happen.
0: No, <laughs> no. Although no.
1: when she's really like it, sometimes she'll just stop dead. Yes. There's a weird spot on Dundas that she just stops. I have no idea why, but she stops dead, and no word of a lie, I have had to pick up this sixty pound baby. <laughs> And carry her down the street. There's one night she did it. It was probably like nine o'clock at night. We had just seen a coyote walking down the street. Oh, great. Dad <laughs> stopped. And I was like, I, what? Like, are you kidding me? So we're walking down Dundas. There's a streetcar going by us. And here I am carrying this 60 pound dog. And people are looking at me like, what is going on? Um but yeah, it worked. We got home. That's all that matters.
0: Nice. I love that for you.
1: Yes, yeah, sixty. <laughs> uh, the
0: coyote, the coyote piece is always really interesting to me because, like, you don't think about it in the city um, at all. But recently, we were up in North York at Deanna's house, um, and she has this big backyard, and yeah. you could hear the coyotes. I feel like Apple could take a coyote. I think she could i think she could this could not he would be abducted
1: like uh yeah that's a that's a snack
0: yeah exactly we also think about hawks um because he's a city dog this guy
1: the coyote repellent suits is this something (laughs) that you've heard of no (laughs) i have to show you they're hysterical uh i had never heard of them and do
0: they have like giant spikes on them
1: Yes, they do, but they look <laughs> like here. Let me. Uh, these, uh, like this is one. Okay.
0: Oh my god, uh, that's so funny! They just look
1: ridiculous. They look like little, <laughs> punk
0: guys, you know, like can seen you- them. Oh my god, I've seen them in. Uh, Australia for the magpies, which will steal dogs. That makes perfect sense. These are just like what? You know, so funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I, I get it. Otis could totally be abducted. You'd yes. be abducted by an animal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fully. I think Apple would be okay. I will say I thought it was a wolf because it seemed so much bigger than a coyote to me. Yeah. But it was coming down the street, and I thought it was a dog. I was like what are you doing off leash you're going down the middle of the road <laughs> and then i was like that is not a dog wow. oh my god i don't even and then i called the city and the city's like we don't take record of that unless it attacks you it's like oh great
0: sure so okay i have here written did you make the right choice but that feels very clear
1: i can genuinely say There's only one time when I was worried that I wouldn't be able to handle this. That was in part because I was like, truly, like I was not being the best owner in the moment. Yeah, I get that. Full story, like big picture here. This is like the worst story with Apple. I'll be totally honest. It's the dark part of being a dog owner. Like we had built up a really amazing dog park community. I loved going there. Apple's recall, like, you know, she's pretty good. Like she didn't, she took off on me maybe twice, but like that was enough to scare me. So instead I always had to run a long lead. And this dog park, we went to kind of the peak in the afternoon and it was in November. We'd never had any issues except for one golden yeah. retriever, one golden retriever. And he's like 14 or 15. Like he's an ancient old boy who probably shouldn't be at the dog park anymore. Yeah. So we go to the dog park and I let her off and she's wearing this adorable pink coat that she has because she gets cold so quickly. And for whatever reason, like I, I, I was trusting her and that one dog, I didn't notice the two of them were drinking out of the same water bowl or like going Mm -hmm. to the water bowl at the same time. And I think she kind of nudged him. And he reacted instantly and she reacted instantly. Oh, shoot. And so Apple's the kind of dog that if you urge her into something, she's going to finish it. Yeah. And so the two of them got into a bit of a moment. All the other dogs ran right in because that is just, that's universally true. And it took this gentleman jumping in and like pulling her away and someone pulling away the other dog. And so that's how it diffused. But her coat, the entire side of it was just ripped. And in the moment I was just shell-shocked because there were so many dogs and I had gone to like put our bag on the other side. Like I was far away from the situation. And so I'm really, really grateful that other owners stepped in Mm -hmm. like beyond grateful, but I was so shell-shocked in the moment because it had happened. And you know, the, I unfortunately, and you guys will know what I mean, but like the matriarch, the woman who's like the longest standing member of the dog park with this golden retriever. So that's who we had pissed off by being there. And by um, Apple being the breed that she is, she was blamed. I don't think she started it. He has bad vibes. And I think he was like, screw you. And she was like, fuck you. (laughs) And, um,
0: you
1: know, uh, and like, I think it's that simple. And some, t- like dogs, some dogs don't like each other. And it was that simple, no. but it set a tone that until like, probably for the last six months, I have been totally on edge with her right. meeting other dogs, unless I could feel really con- Like it took a long time to build that confidence. I went to dog therapy. This is a very long way of saying the night that we walked back from that happening, I totally collapsed on the floor crying. Cause I was like, Oh yeah. my God, this is my fault. This was my responsibility to keep her safe. And I didn't, and I I didn't do my job as an owner to intervene in this moment. And I like, there was nothing I could have done. Mm. So I felt totally helpless. And I was like, what if somebody calls the police and tries to get her taken away? Because she is this wonderful dog that had a moment, but because of her breed, she's highly no. discriminated against. I was devastated. I was humiliated. And so much more like it was not about her. It was about me in that moment Mm -hmm. being like, am I the best person to care for you? Am I doing this responsibly? Which I think the fact that I was asking the questions even like answers some of that question.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely.
1: But it took a really long time to work through that. But I never, ever questioned whether or not like she was an amazing dog and we are a perfect fit together. And the longer we hang out, the more I'm like, wow, like dogs mimic their people and people mimic their dogs. (laughs) she and I are like the same human. Um, if she Mm. was a human, you know, very long answer. Yes. And no. Uh, Yeah. yeah. He has always been my dog. Anybody who meets her is like, Oh yeah, you two were meant to be. Um, but it's, that is true. Am I living up to what she deserves and needs all
0: the time? Um, so that's what I'm striving for. That's a good, I think that's, all you need well one of the major things you need to be a responsible dog owner is am i putting their needs first Mm -hmm. when it comes to them i remember uh in our adoption application they ask uh a very similar question which is if you couldn't give this dog up if it if like someone had a gun to your head how would you manage this and it's like well compromise but with the best intentions for a being that doesn't really understand much <laughs>
1: yeah um, it's about quality of life for them
0: and it's interesting that you talk about her being a bully breed because that's that was it's also a question on my list here but it, it's like it's it was interesting having far love for the weekend who is uh for those listening uh, he is a <laughs> he, he was a a pity uh lab mix although we can't really tell, but he's got that face, that pit bull face. Yeah, he's got those those jails exactly. Jails. and yeah. and people and because he was reactive to other dogs and scared, he's a scaredy cat or a scaredy dog. um he and he had the muzzle on, which people get freaked out by a muzzle, which I
1: it's such a a missed education opportunity for a lot of yep. people, but it's it's like it's what we've seen in TV. People just don't know differently, but yeah,
0: absolutely, especially when you see, a, like he was a, a, he's a one-year-old puppy he's jumpy he's pulling diana down the street um and yelling and you know all his doggy such business a really good moment
1: too because like, totally the dog's not happy in that moment either like that's a no. stressful situation for everyone involved
0: absolutely and when you see the muzzle you're like oh this dog is on a muzzle for danger reasons and not actually it's such a good training tool
1: I had people ask me about a muzzle for apple a number of times. Mm. Um, And the the thing is like, she doesn't need one. There's no, No. there's, I've done all of my assessment of like, she's not a risk to humans ever. She's never been a bite risk to dogs. Mm. She's never been a stick picker upper, like all the reasons that people tend to use it. You know, I really love the idea that a lot of people use it as a way of getting other dogs to avoid them. So if you have a reactive Ah. dog, that you know is generally still like not gonna lash out, but it's a way of like when you're on a trail, having people generally like genuinely and genuinely avoid you. And I think that's, a, that's great. If you have the, the strength to like do it,
0: but. it. For people who have service dogs who don't need to use their muzzles, a lot of people have used a muzzle for that exact reason because yeah. a service dog vest is not enough but if you have a muzzle, people are like, I'll stay away from your dog. Yeah. Yeah. Which is um, so backwards, but also makes sense. Because when you see a dog with a muzzle, you want to respect that space for safety yes. and yep. and other reasons. Is it mostly other dog people who are concerned about Apple or is it everyone? <laughs> an interesting question. So also just for context here, Apple is the happiest dog I have ever met. She wags her tail with her whole body the second I met her I was like this is this dog would never hurt a fly like just the sweetest
1: unless it's like it truly is like older male dogs who are just rude
0: but isn't that just a human way as well
1: sometimes it makes makes sense based on my personality like if mm -hmm, specific dogs I'm like I get it. I get it, girl. Old grumpy old men. You're doing, yeah. No, I get it. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone asks me if she's a pity thing. I got really used to. Yeah. To be honest, if you... only when she's smiling does she really look pity. Pitbull isn't actually technically a breed. It's like no. a weird, con- like mental thing that we've created as a society. The pitbull ban people ask me about a lot, and my feelings right. on it and where I stand on it, and I'm like, so number one, pitbulls aren't a thing. This is this is flawed. But more widely, like people haven't done their homework. Like they don't know anything about the breeds. So bully dogs are actually some of the best family dogs you can get. They are the most loving, perfect medium energy. They want to play, they want to wrestle, they want to have fun, but like they are not malicious dogs. It is all about what has happened to that dog and the training There's always going to be that little bit of what is their historical origin that you cannot yep. escape that is true. Like that's... some breed characteristics are true, but that's yep. both for a positive and a negative. She would not be the lovely, snuggly, wrestly, like happy-go-lucky dog if she also didn't have those like deep core tendencies in very horrifying situations, right? right. In the first week of having her, She and I were walking up the street, five, six houses down from my apartment. Somebody put this German Shepherd style dog without even knowing, like it leapt at us and Mm. she went into full defense mode and like shut it down. And it took two people, his owners running out and like pinning him to the ground to get it to stop. But in that moment, I was like, okay, I see your power and your capacity. And I also know that you have, you would never do that without a very good reason. Yes. In the same way that like humans are capable of horrible things dogs are hor- capable of horrible things. But totally. every- now, granted, there's a lot of people who have very valid fears. So one of the things I'm very conscious of is that for people of color, especially in many cases, mm. you know, a hypersensitivity because dogs have been used as weapons in so many cases. Totally. One of the things I actively do with her is try and be as anti-racist of a dog owner as possible. And I don't want to make assumptions because there's lots of people who love dogs who are people of color. But if I get a hint that somebody is like either crossing the street mm-hmm. or like wincing or in fear. Like I will do everything to make sure that Apple is as neutral as possible. And mm-hmm. then we're the ones moving. Right. That's what right. I yeah. Because I don't want to add, I don't want to add additional fear. Now yeah. the other thing that's really funny is the difference uh in the questions i get asked about her because so many people are like is she a pitbull she a pipple? and i was like well actually she's a bulldog boxer pitbulls also don't technically exist but like do you want to say hi because she loves humans like right. you know it becomes this like diffuse it moment now i don't offer that up to everybody of meeting her because that's not fair to her but yep interestingly especially if i'm walking her as a woman i probably get asked every week whether or not she's a pity there was right. a time last year I was probably being asked like every day. It was, I don't no. know. It was like, oh, come on, people. <laughs> Funny is that if my partner, who is a dude, is walking her, he doesn't get asked that question ever. He gets called, right. it's a beautiful dog. Like, she's beautiful. What a beautiful dog. I think it's really fascinating. Now, I get told that she's beautiful very often and often will stop me and be like, wow, look at that. She's so, you know. I find that really strange. They're not doing on like, not in a, like they're too old to be a hit on you kind of moment. Yeah, right? yeah. Like a legitimately like, she's beautiful. That's nice. But yeah, it's just so weird. The, d- the gendered response to especially totally. type of dog, right? That's like, yeah, can you handle a breed like this? I get that a lot from people. I also get those looks when I'm, we're on the trains, like on the- Oh, right. Although I've had only wonderful experiences on the train, like the go train staff are amazing. Mm. When we're on the bus, other riders feel very insecure about it. Um, right. so trying to keep it calm and minimized. This is a very long answer. No, it's great. But I have a lot to say about it because it's really, it's an interesting challenge. Cause especially like going to the dog park, like people assume she should be muzzled. People don't want their dogs playing with her sometimes, mm. you, you know, you, you're a dog owner. So like, you know, when people move to the other side of the street, like out of respect because yes. you're walking. Then there's the people who move because, like, they're truly afraid. Yep. Full respect. The people who move because they're, like, completely gobsmacked and, like, oh, my God, my, you're going to eat my children or something. Like, <laughs> the thing that drives me the most crazy, and as a small dog owner, you know the other side of this, mm. dogs of her size and her breed can't get away with anything. No. She will always be culpable. Unfortunately, a, a small dog attacked her, and I had to place a um, a report with the City of Toronto mm. And the reason I was so vigilant about putting it forward is because that owner could come forward and be like, she attacked. And I was like, she leapt because a dog jumped out of nowhere, bit her, made her bleed. And she got wrapped around a uh, stop sign because someone like this dog leapt out of nowhere. And it was this time. I'm not going to take the risk of those people calling I'm going to get ahead of this. Here's what happens. Here's the photos. Here's everything. It makes I make it sound like we've had a lot of
0: incidents, sorry. I'm using them to illustrate things. It's fascinating because the only hesitancy that people have had is because he's all black. They get freaked out and weirded out, which is fine. But generally like we've had the opposite experience, which is that he's pretty reactive to other dogs, especially dogs that are bigger than him. People just assume that because their dog is bigger, it's fine. And it's the exact opposite thing. Don't pet my dog or when we're working, like when we're training, when we're, you know. Oh, it drives me crazy. It drives me
1: crazy. A doodle walked up on us. Uh, yes. I go into someone's like private um, laneway and I like pulled the side, and this doodle still comes up on us and the, the owner just like this just didn't care. I very intentionally don't want your dog to meet my dog right yes. now. Like I'm drawing a boundary. Could you please be an ally in dog training? But she like hadn't created structure for her dog in right. that way. Um, and that's when you like, you really see the COVID dogs. Yes. The effort you put in it's visible or it's not. Absolutely.
0: I guess my next question, how do you feel walking at night when you have Apple versus not?
1: Well, I got her at the exact time in West Toronto when the white van and the red van things were going on. Yes. And I was very scared. The one thing that's really funny is that everybody's like, Well, why would you worry? Like, Apple's like such a scary looking dog. And I was Mm. like, I actually don't think it matters. Like, unless you have a dude with you, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, I get pretty cautious. I tend to take a phone call while I'm doing it, Mm. run around the corner. We have the exact same route. We don't go out at the exact same time every night because I think that that is an indicator and could lead to sketchiness of a specific routine. So there's like a bit of a band of time that we go out. For a long time, I took mace. In the peak of fear last early fall, I made a deal with my neighbors. They have a little patch of grass and I was like, is there any way that at night I can just take her into your backyard? Like they were pretty good about it. They were very kind, like they're wonderful people. Um, So that was really nice to have that when I felt like particularly worried and the other thing that's created a lot of like sense of security actually is like, because I have a dog, I have met almost all my neighbors. Yeah. All Me too. Right. Like you suddenly are like, everyone talks to me now mm-hmm. and like, hi. And so there are, if I needed to in an emergency, I can think of five houses I could run to bang on the door yeah, and get help, which I actually really changes it to feel like a little bit more secure here that I'm like, I could bang on a door and in an emergency, someone be, might help me. Yeah. Right. Other than that, those are kind of my tips. Those that's kind of what I do. And we we go to a, a pretty well-lit area. Like all I right. feel good about it. And for all the shit that there is and like the fear of like going out at, when it's dark, um, there's also so much good stuff.
0: Most dog people are good people. I don't know why. It seems 99%. to be nine percent. And I think it's just a matter of like. Well, you've had to care for something other than just yourself. If you're a good dog owner, you're generally you have empathy. I don't know. There seems to be a a a camaraderie, especially between women who have dogs, where it's like it builds community is what it does. And
1: the caregiving element. Any emergency, I got you. Right? Absolutely. Like, everybody knows
0: what that is. Yep. So I've been very lucky. One of my favorite Otis moments was that I was in the lobby of our building and I just brought him in for a walk. I was really sick, I was not feeling well. And I, I rounded the corner and I was just gonna pick up a package and go back up to my bed. And this person, this woman turns and goes, <gasps> and I was like, uh, <laughs> what? And she, and she was like, I'm so sorry, that was like such an overreaction, but your I my mom's Chihuahua just died, all black, looks exactly like this dog. Mm-hmm. I was like this is Otis you're ha- welcome to meet him he loves people he instantly jumps into her arms love loves on her and she was like now I have two cats show me photo of her cats and was like this is gonna sound really weird but have you ever dressed him up in a bumblebee costume oh and I was like oh I, my God. I, no I haven't she was like
1: no, but yes, soon <laughs> yeah I guess
0: yes and she was like I have one would you like it it would definitely fit him so about an hour later, she knocks on my door and now I have a bumblebee costume for Otis with a spot for his harness and everything and, and it was just one of those moments. And now I have a friend forever. That sort of fast community building, it's so underrated in some sense. The
1: amount of spe- specifically women that yeah. I know with dogs in my neighbourhood, I know all about their dog. I know what's going on, <laughs> but you, I, I don't even know their names. Yep. I know like intimately about their history and like, yep. you know, all this stuff. And they know about like what's going on with Apple and we have this mm-hmm. whole shared moment. Then you just see them later. And like, it's just so unique. It, cause I don't even know if you would do that with kids, if I'm honest. Yeah. And with dogs, you, you have to see them a bunch of times before you're like, I think they could have a play date. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, it becomes like a little weird when you're like, do you want do you want to take this to the next level and like share numbers and actual names? Yeah. <laughs> Because you're like, well, we could keep this really casual or, you know, you you game. Yeah, like, are
0: we going to... Are we going to turn into friends? (laughs) It's hard because with dogs, they're so unpredictable sometimes. Like, they never grow up. With kids, you worry. I feel like there's a worry. I feel (laughs) like, as if I have children. (laughs) It seems like there's a separation of, like, this is a person. This will become a full person. With dogs, they're never really going to be full people. They're always babies. They're always... You know,
1: gonna be in care. Yeah. Yeah, they're not dependent.
0: They're not gonna be scarred forever if they're not raised psychologically correctly. Um, yeah, there's a sense of like one, there's a danger. Like if, if I bring this other dog to meet my dog, is it gonna end in dog fighting somehow? People are just very specific about their dogs that they're not specific about their children. It's a different kind of specific. The level of commitment of creating a dog friendship. Yeah, I do find
1: you totally right. It needs to be, you need to trust both of those dogs.
0: Because it's easy to trust your own dog, especially when you hang out with them and you're like, I know what it looks like when you're about to be an, an yes. asshole versus when you don't know a dog. You don't know its tells. No. That's the hardest thing.
1: Because it could be playful. That's With Apple, she has this growl that very much, if you don't know her, could go, like you're, you could be a little intimidated by it. Right. And it is truly the most playful. It is, yeah. it's her indication of like i just i want to wrestle will you wrestle please wrestle please wrestle but it it could freak somebody out if i left her to hang out with somebody or even like dog sitting Mm. it takes a a lot to getting to know dogs and their tails is really hard
0: yeah absolutely otis has started dog
1: parks are really
0: stressful to me now yes i like
1: really have shifted in the other direction but it took a lot of education because I guess I didn't tell Apple's like story or anything, Yeah, but please do. So Apple is from Tennessee and she uh, had owners and she had another dog with her. That was a pity style. And his name was Chevy and there's this other little puppy that she was found with. And so the three of them had these owners and then their owners, for whatever reason, had to leave the States. And they then were given over to these other friends slash family members who were afraid of dogs and hated dogs. I don't know why you would leave your dogs. Like it's pretty negligible to leave your dogs with somebody who doesn't like dogs, but they left them up. Uh, They left them chained out. They each had this like post and they were just chained out in Tennessee in a random, like in the backyard field, they didn't have any shelter. Um, I don't know what the food and water circumstances were, but like I have a photo of her chained up and it sucks. It just sucks. Yeah. I ended up getting in touch with the woman who runs the rescue farm in Tennessee ah. because Apple was her special girl because of course she was yeah Apple then uh you know these women who run this farm in Tennessee that's a partnership with Fetch and Release mm. uh they drove by a number of times and were like this is not okay like mm. this is you cannot do this and convinced them to release the dogs give them the dogs so they took these three dogs to their farm and Apple was there for from November 2019 because she was so good with all the dogs, but also like she just became the, one of the farm, like the women who runs the farm, her like favorite apple got to come sleep in her bed and oh, got to stay inside. Like the spoiled bitch. She totally is. Oh, her
0: No wonder feet. she eats Borsan cheese.
1: No one. I know. <laughs> this, this farm has 300 dogs. Like they are a major, rescue farm trying right. to take care of all these animals which is really beautiful but i'm like wow apple's so spoiled. Yeah. Um but it also speaks to like her like big genuine like just lovingness. And so Apple was meant to come to Canada in March of 2020 right at the beginning of covid and then nice. they shut down the border and they were like we're not taking it we're not like everything is closed. And so she stayed for another 6 months oh. and only came to Canada in August 2020. And so right. she was on a farm with 300 dogs for like, you know, a almost like closer to like, three months, three quarters of a year. Right. Wow. That's a long time. Um, and so she got a lot of, you know, different habits and like turned into this dog that was really good with all these dogs and very cool. But like, you know, that's a really different environment to oh, be totally. in. So when I first got her, she was this crazy excitable pup. Yeah. Over the top, like just bouncing off the walls. Like the epitome of like a tired dog is a good dog, which is like absolutely a horrible phrase because it like, you know, the training is necessary if yeah. that's your phrase. But I was like, I just like, I had to take her on like three hour walks a day. Like it was yeah. crazy. And so the dog park was the easiest access for right. us to like, spend energy. Cause she loves to wrestle, she loves to run. And anytime we walked by the dog park, she would just get so excited. And now knowing that I'm like, excited dogs are stressed dogs, you know, in so many ways, like it's just the flip of it. And so unknowingly, I was putting her in a situation where she was overstimulated and very easily could make a bad decision,
0: Yeah.
1: right? And, and I didn't have enough training myself to totally recognize all these things. Yeah. Now knowing it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like throwing a socially anxious person into like a a room with a ton of people and like having them figure it out and no introductions. And just like, I, it's just so stressful now when absolutely. I think about it. And absolutely. I'm really glad that like shifted a little bit and we do very intentional greetings now. And there's just such, such, you know, that that's when it comes down to like, if you get to the level of like, yeah, our dogs can play because I trust your dog yeah. because I want this to be beneficial for everybody. Um, So yeah, it, like it took a while and it's taken more than anything to get her to a place of like the mental stimulation that exhausts her.
0: Yeah. We're having that with Otis as well. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, well, cause, cause both boxers and like, I mean, all of her breeds. Tiny dogs. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're both, uh, the the mental stimulation is huge for otis as well he he, his chihuahua starting to come out in terms of of his finding his voice he also barks when he (laughs) wants to play and people get really confused i'm like he's just a chihuahua that's what they do um but that same sort of yeah like how do you how do you stimulate past just let's run around for an hour or Mm -hmm. let's throw you into a pen and and not think about it it's hard it's hard it's a lot of work It's so much work and it's so much patience to get Mm -hmm. them to a place of like
1: training effectively with you where they see the fun in it.
0: Yes, exactly, Um, (laughs) exactly.
1: And that they get that this is like a good thing for them. Like we, we did, I I have, you know, I see like you guys have puzzles, but like all the puzzles, right. All the like Kongs and the chews and Mm. we do a lot of like uh, stuff with toilet
0: paper rolls. And that's been his big
1: Wow, oh, towels yep. and the the interesting game that I'm really proud of that we've gotten to is Apple and I play hide and seek, which is really fun. Um, but she'll go into her crate and then I will like make sure she has to wait. I'll go find somewhere to hide in the house and then she comes and she finds me. Aww. And so we've been bringing it up at uh, my partner's place, which is a like a much like a, a house house. I live in an apartment. Yep. And she's been doing place work, so she has to stay on her bed. Nice. I go hide, and then she has to come find me. And because there's so many places, it took her five minutes. She went even like upstairs, outside, and came back to come and find me because she couldn't find me behind a door. Was hysterical. <laughs> uh, it was just so great, but like it is so stimulating for her, right? Right? To have to try and find something, and then she's totally wiped out. So. Yep
0: it's it's Good. the uh, i was telling amy about this the other day there's a there's a type of game that they've created that is an electronic game for dogs called pup pod and i've been huh. watching videos of people use this thing it's like have you seen furbo like the dog camera
1: the, the, the,
0: yeah yeah so yeah. it's like that except it has an a, a, a bluetooth attachment that is this little pod and when the dog touches the pod treats get dispensed and then once they nail that it ups its difficulty so when a certain sound is played then That's- they can touch it then the treat is dispensed
1: interesting
0: really interesting but i've been watching videos of people use it. i sound like an ad for this thing i've never seen it in action other Sponsored
1: than by. Yeah. yeah
0: um yeah please sponsor us uh the the it's it's genius. Cause you watch these dogs that are so concentrated that they fall right asleep. And, huh. and Otis, and I've seen it with Otis as well when I, we, we've been working on leave it, that's been our big, that's a huge one, Yeah. really hard. And, you know, having a bunch of treats in one hand and one in the other. And if you leave this one, you get this one. Um, and he will be so concentrated on making eye contact and leaving it that he just kind of falls asleep (laughs) he just kind of is like i can't my brain Uh, yeah yeah exactly and his brain is not that large he doesn't have a lot going on in there so (laughs) he's like i can't it's too much and focus as well takes a lot for him (laughs) especially outside sometimes i'll be like okay we're focusing and he's like i guess we are (laughs) falling asleep (laughs) Um, but that's it right it's 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 your brain it's i just brain.
1: A book about something not totally dissimilar to that um and it more is interesting in how it creates addiction oh to repetitive behavior models in dogs in, this was in mice in oh. the same interesting do this thing, like, when you do this thing you get a reward right So they do the thing to uh this is similar but different they do the thing on such a repetitive behavior but then the thing will introduce that one of like every so often randomly it could be a shock right ah and how often do they do the the like the repetitive motion hoping that they're going to get a treat but instead they get a shock like how does that how many times and what's the threshold of those things oh yeah that it's actually like interesting in that some of these mice this is completely off topic now but some of these mice become completely addicted and no matter what they basically no longer feel the shock because they're so down the path of wanting the this like
0: the reward that they no longer get
1: that they get on a rarer and rarer occasional basis Right. right but they're so into the reward And then there's other, these other mice that just completely go like, uh, nope, that's not worth it. Peace.
0: Yeah.
1: And so this was a, this is like, um, a research study that goes into addiction. And then how do you like wire the brains of the mice to then get an injection that, uh would stop them from doing it at all like do they stop going back for the reward at all right like can, can you take that out this is completely
0: off topic no but but that's really, really cool. interesting what's it's, this book i'm want to read it
1: um it was called transcendent kingdom and the, okay. the crazy part is that it's a fiction book like this is oh uh, this is um you know scientific truth written right. into a novel interesting. as uh, you know it mimicked her, one of the main characters um The reason she was so interested in addiction is because her brother had passed right so you know it it all came together but it makes me interested in how these technologies are going to interplay with dogs over time totally what's the threshold for that yeah and how because you could become dogs could become addicted to those kinds of activities totally relentlessly right and then Um, you
0: have to deal with the consequences of that
1: yeah like i do think that there's a very there's
0: a potential edge to it we have to be cautious of totally i think it's the same with like i'm finding that with the separation anxiety it's like whether i enable it or not the behavior will maintain the same because it's not based in any reward not reward it's based in anxiety which is not like you have to deal with the root cause not the symptom it's really it's so, so fascinating.
1: Yeah. And the other, like with separation anxiety is what's the threshold for crying it out, right? Yes. Because there's a, a very specific line and you have to let them, like when you leave them, you have to let them wind it out a bit. Yep. And when does it go too far and what's the intervention yes. point and what's the, you know, I, I, Apple and I yesterday, I left her for two and a half hours which is the longest time she has ever been alone. Mm -hmm. So this is huge for us. And I had a a, a video going so I could see how she did. And for the first 20 minutes, she was like on and off. Like she would first five minutes, totally deep panic, right? Like she was releasing a lot. And then she went into whining, just whining, looking at the camera, knowing she was whining and like just letting it go and i was like okay you're the fact that you're winding down and not increasing in intensity yep. this is wonderful and over time by the time i came home she was totally asleep she was snoozing good so Like we got to a place where she was she had expended that energy yep. and rested which was so exciting yeah. i don't think i've been so proud in a really long time um but this has been a year of working on it
0: yes cool. with otis uh I was gonna crate train him and redemption pause is pretty uh they don't require it by any means but they really encourage it and when he was fostered when he was fostered we tried um and then when i when my adoption went through it was because he would it was exactly the opposite he would start crying in this crate and the only time i remember like i think it was the fourth or fifth night because my adoption also very very fast right like yeah. two yes, seconds one yeah. weekend and i was like now he's my dog um <laughs> and you know yeah when you know you know unfortunate um <laughs> and i was i was sitting it was like 2 a.m and i'd put him in the dent because he i was like maybe because he can see me in the room and plus his crate was broken and he was houdini he's a houdini dog So I'm, I'm sitting in this like, like half asleep state listening to him just flip, like flip his lid and, uh, and it stopped for about 10 minutes and I was like, oh, he's done. And then it started again, full throttle, louder than before. And I was like, what is going on? So I went and I opened the door, which I knew I wasn't supposed to. I was texting Deanna being like, I shouldn't do it. And she was like, don't do it. And I did. And he had stopped to vomit his guts out because he was so stressed. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is not going to happen.
1: Yep. And, and it's a, it comes down to like, okay, what's for the best of the dog in this moment? Yeah. You know, like what's, is this like, I was genuinely worried last night when she was first freaking out Yeah. being like, is something bad going to happen to our heart? So like right, heartworm right now, we have to be really sensitive to it. We're not doing any running activities. Mm. We do very chill. We're keeping it calm and cool and collected over here. Um, Minus when she greets people because like that is her big thing, but she's a boxer. That's just what boxers yep. do. Every boxer, every, even the best trained boxers, yep. boxers, boxers. Um, and... So I was just like, oh my God, am I going to give my dog a heart attack yeah. by leaving her for like this long? Like, is that what's going to happen? I was so worried, but it was, it was okay. It was yep. okay. I get told a lot, dogs are more resilient than we like to think. Often like, just like people, oh, they, yeah. can take, they can do it. Like he parfed his guts out and that's disgusting and that sucks. Yep. And that must be like physically, that's so stressful. Like everyone yep. knows that. Really. Um, Uncomfortable. Terrible. But
0: like, he made it through. He's alive. Yep. He's here he to He's okay. I watched him yesterday run. Uh, I threw his toy across the room. He went to go get it. He came back and whacked his head directly into the couch, full throttle, <laughs> like just boom. And I was like, yep, yeah, that's it. That's it. And you're still alive. And he sort of just shook it off and went yeah. about his business. Look at that. We yeah. also watched him at my parents' house. They have uh, a very steep staircase to the two bedrooms. So it's like the main floor and then... Uh, And my mom relayed the story to me of I had gone uh, out for dinner and I dropped the dog off at their house. Uh, And he went looking for me, so excited, jumped up on the bed. My mom was like, no dog on my bed. He jumped off the bed, went to go run down the stairs because he got scared and immediately took a flip and hit every single step. Oh, no. (laughs) Totally fine. Like, we got him checked out. He was totally fine. He was just like, I am just an idiot (laughs) just a dumb that's all it is yeah he's silly but very resilient like nothing really phases them
1: it's true the first week i got apple we were walking down the street and there's like a this is horrible but there's like a like you know like a um what's the signs like a little t sign you know what i'm talking about just like a sign on the street when you're walking down an urban street there's always something and she was obsessed with turning her head and like looking at things (laughs) and she turned her head and she smacked right into a sign and she shook her head and she's like oh shit and just kept walking and i was like yeah that's on you like i'm not (laughs) not gonna feel bad somebody walked by and they're like oh and i was like no i am (laughs) (laughs) You want to like lollygag and like be looking around. You might hit something. Like not on me. Yeah, Um,
0: and you can do so so much. So
1: you know she learns something. But yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) And and you can you can and then I think about kids too because it's like they they do so many dumb i did so many dumb things as a baby like i you know you stick your fingers in electrical sockets and everything but they're, you do it more than once dogs don't do it more than once they learn if it's bad they'll they learn basically they are yeah they're big fast learners yeah thank goodness yeah that's everything that i have is there oh except do you have any advice for new dog owners or people who are thinking of adopting
1: oh Do I ever? Yay. (laughs) Um, When you know you know, get a trainer. Instantly take your time to get to know the dog. You don't have to have all the answers. You really don't. And especially if you don't have the answers, don't invent answers because you think that there's a tendency. Yes. Right? In the first week, that's not a tendency. That's not like three months in, you can say that there's a tendency there. You you don't know. I feel the way that you say, like, I didn't have anything about her. I had these like pieces of things and I tried to put together a narrative, but it wasn't helpful to do that. It didn't actually, it didn't solve anything. It didn't give me any clues into, you know, had she actually, had she been abused, had something Mm. happened to her? Did, did I need to be looking at what were her triggers? Right. Like I had no idea. Someone
0: Um, When we had Gruber, we were talking about triggers and that's because everyone's instinct is to go, well, we'll avoid those or we'll, manage those or I'll keep an eye out for and and if you have a good solid foundation they will go away you know like if if there's a trust in in you If know, they
1: trust you as the as the person that they can look to yep.
0: you are their guide
1: their leader like they will follow you to the end of the earth literally yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. the harder part is like when you like finding them out right oh yeah
0: like Otis and his garbage uh, hatred of garbage bags will never yeah who knew just hates them what happened we don't know but he hates them (laughs) yeah poor boy yeah he's just a he's just an anxious baby an anxious baby who has licked a hole in our couch isn't that right oh goodness that's all i have yeah he's he's um he's been licking the same spot on the couch for the last little while and uh he's like i just do it i don't know <laughs> i don't know why i just do that's Apple here put herself to
1: bed she's been asleep she's, <laughs> she's like ah it's time she does it, it's solidly like at eight thirty. she's like mm, see you later bye and just goes to bed
0: that's um, so good for her i wish otis had that independence he refuses he'll only it, go to bed when i'm in bed
1: wow but like probably about six months ago she started going Yeah, you're you're not <laughs> here. i don't want to be out here my i'm cozy in there um oh. yeah it's which is makes me really proud of the level of independence that she can be in different rooms than me uh,
0: i aspire <laughs> i aspire to that level um It'll come. It'll come. yeah right now when oh. you're not in the same room as me it's because you're eating something that you shouldn't be <laughs>
1: At my partner's place, she'll go all the way downstairs to another level, into another room, and I just thank you, Apple. everyone.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: This independent girl, she's getting there.
0: With yeah. her Boursin cheese and. With her, her... Boursin
1: cheese. <laughs> Boozy bitch. bitch. So spoiled. I so funny. Can't even help it. What is it about rescue dogs? You just want them to live the best life is ever which means like abundance it's
0: because and also i find this with the dogs that are from the southern states i don't know what it is like otis is from texas gruber was from texas um was somewhere also south i don't think it was texas though and but around there all these southerns they're all just they've seen it's like they've seen everything and they're like oh i'm so tired (laughs) just want to have a good life and you're like yeah no, I can
1: give that to you. I will yeah. give that. You
0: deserve that. Oh yeah. yeah. How old is Apple? I feel like I haven't asked that.
1: Uh she her birthday, the per the birthday I was given on paper is Valentine's Day, 2018. Oh. So, Valentine's Apple. Um, so she's a little like three and a half. Okay. But she basically behaves like a puppy, like when yeah. you've met you would not know the difference between her and a six or six month or like a one-year-old dog to be gruber honest. was the exact
0: same he uh
1: we love big love
0: yeah a lot of a lot of confusion for such an old man who was four middle-aged man um <laughs> that's all i have that's all she wrote awesome this uh, was so fun yeah i love this i'm gonna stop this recording now and amy can come back finally <laughs> <laughs> thanks for sitting through that
1: so-